Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first ever episode of the Share It All podcast. I'm your lovely, growing, and beautiful coach, Joy the Growth Coach. I'm here with the wonderful, epically marvelous coach, Coach Keys. Coach Keys, how are you today? I'm feeling amazing. I'm glad you feel amazing. I'm amazing. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a part of you know your story. I'm happy to share my story. I'm grateful, man. I'm I'm, I'm revving with energy right now. Oh, I'm I love to hear that. I love to hear that. So I want you to tell a little bit about yourself because okay. you know I don't want to take that spotlight away from you. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. Tell the people about yourself. All right. Cool. So uh, my name is I am Coach Keys. Uh, Key stands for knowledge empowers you as Zen. I'm a coach, musician. Uh, I focus on helping people self-love. My purpose is to self-love. My purpose is to help people activate um, the God within. You know, I truly do believe that we walk a thin line between spirituality and reality. And I'm helping people just unleash, you know, their greater self. So my purpose in life is just to speak, to drum, and just to like just be me. You know, mm-hmm. and giving people enough courage to know, like, if you're being yourself, that's enough. You know, mm-hmm. you don't gotta do nothing else. Just, just be you. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's literally what my mission is. You know, I truly believe, like, I'm here to do just that. Like, it's my duty to help others recognize that they are loved and that self love is a real thing and it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And um, just to spread that message across the board to everybody who needs it, who feels it, who resonates with that frequency. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised on the playground where I spent most of my days. <laughs> you feel me? Um, my family's from Haiti. Boop, boop, boop. Shout out to all my Haitians out there. And I love to travel. That's 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 yeah, me in a nutshell. You've been traveling. <laughs> I, I've seen your pictures on social media. Like you, you definitely travel some places. I didn't get there yet. Yeah, yeah. I got some time. Definitely, plenty of time. The world is small and big at the same time. It is. <laughs> it definitely is. So I'm excited to have you on today. I have some, you know, some great questions to ask you and definitely I want to get into, you know, the history of how we met and then basically how you become a part of my journey and I become a part of yours. So I'm super excited for that. So just a little back to our story. So my I started my business about two years ago. Actually, yesterday was the two year anniversary. Yo, congrats, yo. Congrats to me. Like congrats, two years. Word, May 30th of 2019. I signed the paperwork and Joy Columbus Project was now officially made so mm-hmm. it's really cool to see the transition to years like it didn't go how i originally planned but like you know it's it's definitely there um then what three months later yeah three months two and a half to three months later i had my first event which was called it does get better workshop and you spoke at my event and it's funny because my team member at the time you were actually her cousin yeah. and you reach out to her and you're like yo i gotta speak at this event and i'm like Okay. I mean, he said he's a coach and whatnot. And then I went and looked at your content. I saw who you're about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, you definitely got to be there. Like, mm-hmm. we had so many conversations from there. And since then, we have grown in friendship, grown mm-hmm. in business together. And, you know, I was your coach. Yeah. I was your yeah. coach. You, you are my coach. I, I am still your coach. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not your coach anymore, yeah. like how I was at one point. Yeah. but. I, I was so appreciative that you asked me to be your coach because I know that for some coaches to yeah. ask for help yeah. is is a little difficult. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. But yeah. I got to ask you a few questions before we get into the nitty gritty of things. Okay. Um, so what is your definition of mindfulness? 
Whew. Mindfulness. Mindfulness is a person's ability to be completely present. Mindfulness is someone's ability to be in a meditative state, to mm-hmm. study. And mindfulness is the irony. Mindfulness is having an empty mind, like tabula rasa, completely blank state. I am that I am, like true consciousness. That's mindfulness to me. I 100% agree. It's, you almost have it verbatimly from the actual definition where it's like, I've asked people, I'm like, so what is mindfulness? And they're like, oh, it's this. I'm like, it's kind of not. It has to do with meditation yeah. and being present and purposeful nice. in the moment. But like, now do you see a difference between mindfulness and self-awareness? Mm, they definitely have a, they, they go hand in hand. I think, I think there is. But do they share the same definition? They do not share that same definition. Okay, so what is your definition for self-awareness? Self-awareness is being, right? It's, it's self-awareness is you recognizing who you are in the midst of your environment, aware of you, right? Uh, mindfulness is completely blank. So when you're in a, a state of mindfulness, for me, like you're connected to everything. You're connected to the grass, the ground, the birds, people around you, because you're completely blank. When you're self-aware, right, it's when you begin to assert yourself a little bit. The ego is there too, you know, mm-hmm. like which is designed to protect you, but it's who you are creating yourself to be. It's your personality, being aware of like how I'm presenting myself in this space. So I think self-awareness is me being aware of me, and meditation is me being aware of everything. Mm. Do you think self-awareness has to go hand in hand like nowadays when people are making big decisions mm. and like how it is going to affect them in the future? Mm. Of course, of course, of course. Um, or do you think that's more mindfulness? I, I, self-awareness is important in making big decisions. Um, I, of course, I think the word decision means to decide, right? And decide comes from the root word to cut off, like pesticide, genocide, suicide, right? You see to cut off. So when you're making a decision, you're making a decision to cut off from something. So when you're self-aware of who you are in making a decision, sometimes, I mean, most of the times or all the time, you need to recognize who you are in making your decisions, Mm -hmm. right? So of course they go hand in hand because if I'm going to make a decision, I can make a decision based off who I am today or I'll make a decision based off of who I was. Right. Mm-hmm. And that might not always lead me down a path that's conclusive with where I want to go. So I think being aware of who you are, self-aware, making major life decisions is the most important thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, of course, because it starts with self. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. <laughs> I 100% agree. Like that was so deep. Mm-hmm. That was so, so deep Thank what you, you just said. Um, do you feel like the generation now, because the gener- there's a millennials, because you're a millennial. Facts. And I'm on the cusp of millennial and Generation Z. Like I hit that possibly. I could be either or. Not sure. um, do you feel like both generations lack self-awareness or lack mindfulness? I think we're the best generation so far um but do we lack it in certain aspects be honest no of course of course i know what that's a great question right because it makes you delve into the dichotomy right Mm -hmm. one version of it is well in this day and age versus baby boomers Mm -hmm. baby boomers that that generation like people who were part of world war one world war two the great depression being in the in the industry like that type of industrial revolution industry they didn't 
they didn't put as much emphasis on mindfulness and meditation and well, caring for your body as well because mm-hmm. their life was short-lived and i think they, it, a part of that was because they didn't have those type of practices you I know agree. had they did those type of practices their life might have been a little bit longer right so one of my references would be dr joseph murphy mm-hmm. so dr joseph murphy he's a philosopher he talks about the subconscious mind there's a really dope book called the power of the subconscious mind he was literally born in the era that i'm talking about so like mm-hmm. 1800s to like 19 hundreds Mm -hmm. right which people live a shorter life you know their life expectancy was a lot shorter but he was so big on meditation and understanding the power of your mind and mindfulness that he actually lived a very long life and his legacy lives on that me and millennial i'm able to talk about it yeah that's one half right the other half is with social media the internet instant gratification being able to just like get something that you want right away or like the, the the necessity to to always want something outside of yourself keeps us very disconnected from our insides, right? Mm -hmm. I'm so focused on my outside. I'm so focused on materialistic things. I'm so focused on how people view me, whether it be lives. Instant gratification. Exactly, right? I'm so aware of those type of situations that we become people pleasers, we stop caring about ourselves, right? So it's more about what my family think, what my friends think, what social media thinks versus like what I actually think about myself. Yeah. And I think that is a lack of self-awareness and i think that's a lack like people rather i mean based off of like what i've seen i could be in a room full of friends and everybody on their phone like yeah. everybody's on their phone in the room like it's a room full of people we can all talk we can all laugh we can all build and grow but everybody's on their phone i think that's a lack of awareness you mm-hmm. know so i think technology does take us away from those precious moments that people like in you know maybe bc you know what i'm saying like before christ in the middle east you know a lot of those western hemisphere practices that have shifted over time like in the eastern hemisphere and people like meditating underneath a waterfall you know what i mean yeah. like they were like connected to nature they didn't have technology you know yeah. in that way so i feel like they were way more connected so it's a great question i think it's like it's 50 50 for me i see both parts i think the generations recently millennials and gen z in all honesty are the least mindful of their decisions Mm. and i and i was just having this conversation with somebody we focus so much more on dopamine Mm. that our serotonin levels are so low like when you look into the um the chemical like aspects of what social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like that dopamine rush, it hits like this. And mm-hmm. you're trying to always look for your next fix. Mm-hmm. When you're looking constantly for your next fix, it's like you don't care how much of yourself that you're losing that value within yourself. Mm-hmm. You're just looking to get that pleasing also. For me, I realized that it's so much more important. Let's let's slow and steady wins the race with the serotonin levels mm-hmm. because serotonin is what's actually supposed to be your mood stabilizer mm-hmm. and it's supposed to keep you content keep you happy mm-hmm. but if you're focused so much on your dopamine levels you can be here for 30 seconds and then it's done it's basically literally a roller coaster yeah. and so i don't feel like we're um a mindful generation mm-hmm. because when i i look on social media now and there's no disrespect to anybody that's on social media but there's so much of women like showing their bodies and things like that or people are saying things that they don't realize that are going to affect their children and their children's children and it's it's really not fair because it's like 
when you do have kids, you're going to be thinking like, dang, I want my kids to know I was like this. Mm-hmm. And then you got to hide that version of yourself from your child. But it's only until your kid gets about 10 and then they have access to the internet or their friends have access to the internet. Like, even if for me, my mom did not give me a phone that I could actually take pictures on and do whatnot till I was 13. But then when I had it, I was in a, like, I couldn't have access to the internet on that phone. Mm-hmm. And then when I had other phones, it took me till I was about maybe a junior, senior year in high school, which I was almost about 16, 17 years old to finally like have access to the internet mm-hmm. with my phone. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, I wouldn't call her a helicopter parent. I think she was being very mindful. No, and certain things, yes, I will consider it a helicopter parent, but like, She's being mindful of, I don't want my child to make a decision that's going to, she's going to regret mm-hmm. for her future. I don't want her to do something that's going to inflict her getting into college. I don't want her to do something that's going to inflict her getting a job one day. Mm-hmm. And I notice a lot within our generations, because of that, they don't realize they're stuck at these dead-end jobs that they're not happy about because they have made those decisions mm-hmm. or it's going to carry on. They've said some things, like there have been senators that have said things. Mm-hmm. or done things and they have to step down out of their position because mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. so just realizing that um mindfulness and self-awareness like what you do in the moment will always follow you mm-hmm. it's just being mindful of that mm-hmm. and practicing like just being present in the moment um taking that step back to just sit within yourself and think like how am i feeling we don't do that as a generation we're always on the go like it always is happening every single second Mm -hmm. so i i wish we would practice mindfulness a lot more and i wish that we would be self-aware about how you're sitting in this present moment and you're having these conversations with your friends or you're acting like this at a party or you're acting like this around your family how are your children going to see this how your children's children going to feel about this and as much as people might say they don't care your kids do care because I know my mom isn't perfect. My dad isn't perfect, but I, I'm half side out of a few things that I've heard now mm-hmm. that I'm older and I'm like, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, so just thinking about that, I don't think our generations at all mm-hmm. are like really thinking about that. I got you. I got you. That's a great perspective to have, you know, again, like I said, I could definitely see your perspective. You know, I honor that, you know, as it pertains to, us not being able to fully be aware of our decisions in those moments, right? But there are people like you and I. Oh, of course. Right? Who exist. We're just the slim few. <laughs> we're, yeah. It's so few I've noticed nowadays. Oh, and I feel like it makes yeah. it so well, we, slim picky. We're we bigger now. We're getting bigger. You know, because bigger I think, now. like, you know, we're going to try and reach this broader audience yeah, where we, we, are we can. I know we're gonna reach this broader audience where we can, like, you know, affect many people's lives. And there's a lot more, you know, books and knowledge out for generations to practice it. It's more so bringing it to them where they wanna actually listen and wanna practice it. Gotcha. Because I think a lot of people realize, like, it's so hard to sit in a meditative state when meditation is not just sitting there and going, um, like, you it's. Know, I love doing that. <laughs> it's, it's sitting there and creating your own meditative version like there's this i forgot what it's called it's called the bloomberg or something like that um it's an internet um it's an internet uh meditation music type thing but it's like an r&b sense to it and it comes with like positive affirmations but it comes from like the black women or the black men's type of view because 
when you think about meditation, you think about, okay, typically from like an Asian perspective, like you see old monks doing it now, like yeah. you want to see yourself yeah. be able to practice that. that. So, that. That's, that's um, I think if we start to get more individuals like you and me or people of color that practice it, but in their own m- cultural way, mm-hmm. I do think it would benefit us. Word. I, I, I'm definitely getting some affirmation like, I am sexy. <laughs> I am beautiful. <laughs> I am perfect in every conceivable way. Like, you know, I think it, it makes sense, you know, to have um, affirmations that, that feel and look like you. Yeah. You know, I've seen some funny affirmation videos on YouTube. Like, I am that, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's, like, it's positive, but it's also negative in a certain way, too. It's just, it's, so it's just like almost contradictory. We probably heard we, the same we one. We're getting there, but yeah. we're not there just yet. We're, 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 we're not there just, just yet. That's cool. That's cool. But, yeah. so I now want to jump into the nitty gritty. You're excited? Okay. So. <laughs> Nitty gritty, I'm down. So, why did you want me to be your coach? Wow. Okay. Mm. I trust you. Did you trust me back then, Bill, too? Of course. I'm a big energy person. So, when my gut or my intuition lets me know that this is a person that is looking to not only gain something, looking to give something as well, that puts me in alignment with them. As it pertains to like why I actually like chose to want to have a coach, you know, um, who is younger than me, <laughs> you know what I mean? And typically, um, statistically, right, males mm-hmm. will go for another male coach, uh, yeah. right? So that there's a demographic situation, right? So mm-hmm. if like, you're younger, you're not a male, um, and you have less, coaching experience than me, uh-huh. right? Because I started sooner than you. Yeah. Um, but I still chose you because my gut was like, yo, like this individual is taking quantum leaps. You know, you were being, you were able to gather a team. You were able to start a brand. You were able to not only bring me onto your staff um, as a panelist, you know, for that event, you also were guiding everyone in the room to talk about things that, they normally wouldn't talk about like self-love. You got my mom and my dad to participate in an activity to help them feel better. You know what I mean? Wow. And I think that that was very impactful. That was a gift that, that attracted me to you. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know I did all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny hearing that now. But wow. I it's funny. I do remember your parents being there, but yeah. I didn't I didn't know like they actually felt that. Like how did they feel after the event? Like, do they still practice some I mean, to have those conversations? I think so. I think there were some seeds that were definitely planted. My dad watches some affirmation videos, and my mom is a lot calmer now. I think that was definitely a catalyst to let them know that what I was doing was positive, and to see someone else who was doing something similar, I think it inspired them to to take a second look at it. So of course, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, that just made me happy. As a show. That, that, that just made my day. That As a show. Literally made my day. Yeah, yeah, share it all, baby. Share it all. Um, so, yeah. Uh, with that being said, when you came to me, did you think that, like, because everybody thinks their coaching practice is like, okay, this isn't going to work. Did you, like, ever have any self-doubts that, like, since I was younger, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what was the self-doubts you might have had? And how do you think I helped you kind of debunk those? Mm. 
some self-doubts that I had was truly believing that I could be accepted for the way I perceive the world. I think the way that I perceive the world is a little bit altruistic. You know, I, I'm super positive. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for the positive and everything. You have a ball of energy. Literally, <laughs> you walked into the room. I thank you, thank you, right? And all of that comes from like certain practices. And those practices led me to become this person, you know, just to be genuine. I grew up in Brooklyn. My family yeah. is from a Caribbean. My mom used to beat my ass, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so I didn't, they weren't teaching me how to meditate and, and calm down. A lot of it was instant gratification or result, resulting to a level of violence to get what they wanted, mm -hmm. you know, rather than just speaking to me or constantly repeating things like no one wants to hear anyone constantly repeat anything right so like those practices weren't given to me when I was younger so I think that instilled a level of insecurity inside of me to let me know whether or not what I wanted to do was worth it whether or not it was valuable in the community whether I had like an actual place or a voice um because of the way that I grew up you know like just not in that type of household so Doing the practices, they attracted me to you. And during our coaching sessions, not only did you give me a, 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 a safe space to really just speak, um, you gave me tools every session. Every session you gave me tools. So you didn't just rely on like your basic knowledge of how to coach. You gave me tangible tools like, yo, bro, Take this hand back, you feel me? There's a nail right there, hit it three times, you feel me? I can't hit the nail for you, but I can give you some, you know, I give you a hammer to do it. And I feel like you were always giving me tools. So I think that is what really helped me dig out my own stuff, you know, and find out my own stuff within me. So you, I, I thought it was an excellent strategy. You know, I think, I think your strategic approaches to coaching is fire, though. Um, thank you. <laughs> you a fine coach, yo, for real. So thank you, thank you. Did you feel like at all my age would conflict with like the coaching at all? Nah, not at all. My one of my favorite sayings is, "You're never, never too young to teach, and you're never too old to learn." So age is is genuinely a mindset, you know that that never crossed my mind at all. It's all energy. Energy is it's timeless. It's infinite. There's no age on energy. I definitely agree. I'm gonna be honest. I was so nervous to coach you. I was so nervous <laughs> for one. You were my first. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> you were my first coach. Like, mm. like no coaches ever came to me. I'm like, yo, I want you to coach me. I'm like, yo, me? me? Everyone, everyone, are you knows sure? The greatest coaches have coaches. I know, but it's like yeah. my. It only had been like a year in, yeah, I was a year and a half in, and you were like, so I need a coach mm -hmm. to help me with this course, and this, that, and third, and I want it to be you, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to yeah. mentally prepare myself, we're going to see how this works, because mm -hmm. I got to be on my P's and Q's all the time, but I think what I learned through coaching you is that I'm not perfect, you're mm -hmm. not perfect, no coaching style is perfect, we had to adjust things so many definitely times, definitely, yeah. um, but we were patient with each other. That we were. We were so patient with like that. I didn't hit every session. You feel me? Like yes, you time. wouldn't even miss a session. I'd be texting you like, "Hi, know, Coach funny. Keys, where are you at?" Oh, I'm sick. Okay, I'm like, one thing I definitely we learned from our session is effective communication. Yeah, we're and I'm still getting better with that. Yes, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy with that. But um, 
Yes, like you taught me so much as your coach. Mm. You, I, I appreciated that you saw the authenticity mm. when I would tell you about my stories. And like, I think that helped bond us a lot more um, during your coaching sessions. Because mm. I, I felt very comfortable to open up to you about like how I use these practices and how I learn these practices and how I built these tools for myself and how I'm willing to give these tools down to you. Mm. Um, so that was really great. And I do that with all my, co um, all my clients. Like I always, I say this, I'm, you, I'm giving you this tool and this is why, this is what I learned from it. This is the experience that I had. I don't share sometimes every single last detail, but I share enough of the nitty gritty so you can see the value in that um, particular tool that I give to you. I like it. Um, because I think it's so essential to teach people um, definitely why it is what it is because when you don't they're like mm, she's not telling me why i need to use this so i'm instead of just using this i'm gonna use this instead and that other thing is not gonna get you to where you might need to go i got you I got you i'm also a good student so <laughs> you are I, i'll be honest you might have forgot your homework every now and then but you're like all right coach joy i didn't do my homework let me do it i'm gonna call we're gonna get back. this we're gonna call you right back right we're gonna get the session, session. Like and then he would like call me back like 20, 30 minutes later. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for session. I'm like, we ready? Yeah. Ready. And every session you came in with positive energy. Oh, thank you. I every you session. Like, let's go. <laughs> so I'm so, and, and you know, like, I don't, I didn't expect every session to be like light and bubbly, but you made session worth coming to. So I, it was a breath of my fresh coach, air. Like, my coach it was a breath of fresh air. Like I, I've coached a good couple of people, and I'm not saying like I don't discredit any of my clients that came with other baggage and things like that because the point of coaching is to help you work through that. Of course. Um, but you That's always something. had a positive light on your baggage, and I'm just like, yeah. how? <laughs> like just how? Wow. <laughs> and just how? Wow. Thank but yeah, you. I was very nervous to coach you. So, but yeah, over time, yeah. thank you. Over time, it just, it felt like it was divine. <sighs> it felt like it was a divine. So yeah. tell me, how did I teach you how to be self-accountability, like how to take self-accountability? Wow. All right. So first and foremost, especially considering <laughs> that I was late every now and then. Almost about 80% of your sessions. 80%, 80%. <laughs> 80% of your sessions. Besides like the first few and like the last few because I got on him about it every session. Yeah, so I think one of the clever ways that you taught me accountability was not only to to write it out. Mm -hmm. There was a, a practice that we did mm -hmm. where it was like, okay, well, you said you were going to come here. You were going to complete these tasks, mm -hmm. right? Write it out. And now review it and see whether or not you know you've actually committed to those things. And it was my, week, my rags method worksheet. Exactly, exactly. So that was one. The worksheet really helped keep myself accountable. Accountable because I'm writing down what I said I was gonna do. I get to keep my word to myself. So that connection with my actual application of what I said I was gonna write down really kept me accountable. The second thing that kept me accountable was. There was there was a lot. There, I wouldn't want to call them penalties, you know. But <laughs> basically, there was there were gifts that I got to give to the Joyful Wellness Project. Yeah, that was self imposed. All right, basically if, the donations. Yeah, if I one of my things was if I didn't complete 
one of my tasks. Or I he didn't show up to a session on or time. Or I didn't show to a session on time. I would donate towards um, our project, you know, towards our towards our foundation. So I was I was cash apping like forty dollars, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every now and then, like, yo, you're the forty dollars. I said, you know, I ain't make it, you know. So I thought that that really helped too. Um, so there and, and many other things that really did that. But I think the most important thing was just helping me just connect with what why I was doing this. You know, like, why are you doing this? And if you really, if you really want to do this and look at yourself, you know, I think that kept me accountable. You know what the one tool I think that was so effective for you is me doing the midweekly check-in calls or texts with you. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, like, are you on track? And you're like, honestly, I forgot about this goal. Thank you for reminding me. I'm going to go and get it done. Yeah. And that's a, it's actually a cool story um, discussing, like, how I actually came to finding my purpose during our coaching session. Yes. Be, you know what? Share it. Share it. Because I bet. So <laughs> what happened was I asked. You came to me for a completely different goal. I came to her for one goal. And one of those goals was to complete a class, a course yep. that we we're going to give to the community, an online course, which is still in, you know, in play. Yeah. But um, I think it's going in a completely different direction. It's going like in a said. completely different direction. And through our through our method and through our habits, right? Like mm-hmm. you taught me great habits. I'm talking about like rising ritual. You taught you gave me uh, a tool which was atomic habits, which I talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So those those books and, and connecting with those type of ha- habitual tools. I mean, gave you a whole like little um, YouTube uh, playlist. Exactly on like habits and self-discipline and formating your mind mm-hmm. like just waking up in the morning and things like that to go with it exactly so all of those all of those tools and connecting with those tools consistently created you know like the reality that we have before us today so i really want to say just again like just thank you you know like that's <laughs> really welcome. what it's about because i started with this goal and then while working through it i found my purpose you know what i mean and i feel like that's greater than any goal <laughs> you know that whole reality of just us learning from one another about like you giving me tips and I'm giving you tips on like how we can create um, just synergy, you know, between the both of us. I always wanted all of our sessions to be like balanced, you know, even though you were my coach, anytime I connect with somebody, I would like an equal exchange, you know, and I got that for sure. Yes, you definitely, like every, let me tell you, every single last coaching session we started, we did this breathing exercise. And it was weird because I'm like, for one, I thought I was the coach here. But I was like, you know what? He's a coach himself. Let him coach where he feels like it makes him feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't, I didn't want to take that control away from him as his coach. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was so important to let you still be in that moment. But you knew that I was going to let you like walk through this yeah. but with my guidance. Exactly. So you didn't try and over, you didn't try and like, I just need you to sit here and look like you're my coach while I really just coach myself. Mm-hmm. But I just... It was cool. Like, yeah. it, it was really different. And then, like, towards the end of the session, once we were done with his coaching, he was like, okay, now answer you. How are you feeling? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So we get a two-for-one package. We're going to coach each other. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. <laughs> For real. I think it's, it's great. And one of my favorite memes that hit me hard was check on your happy friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you're the, the light, everybody's always looking to you for the smile and you always making sure everyone in the room is feeling good. You yes. Know, 
who's checking on that person? Yeah. You know, so coaches, teachers, educators are like people who tend to be the representative, the, the, rep- the representative mm-hmm. of a movement. People don't usually check on those people. I agree. You know, so. And there was a lot of times that I came to session, like, I I can handle the session, but, like, after, I'm like, I gotta go back to this reality that I don't want to deal with, Mm. but not looking forward to it. Yeah. But you made space for that, and I, like I said, as my client and coachy, I I appreciate that, because I I definitely believe that it was, it was needed. It was needed at times. Shizzle. But, yeah. Um, I, I loved coaching. I really did. I think... You know what the funny thing is? How you ended sessions and you're like, Coach Joy, I think I'm done. And I'm like, what do you mean you're done? Like, we didn't even get to the goal. You were like, you taught me something like that was so more greater than I'll ever forget. I mean, remember, like, or not use, which was habits. Mm. So what do you think was the first habit that I actually taught you? Hmm. Rise a ritual. Really? Oh yeah, for sure. I think rise a ritual. <laughs> you know, and anybody in my reality that is remotely close to me would let you know my rise and ritual is. It's sharp. But you had a rise and ritual before. I did. I did. Of course, I truly do believe that. Again, like I told you, it was the practices that I was doing beforehand that even attracted me to you. Mm-hmm. However, the tools that you gave me created a structure a logical framework, something I can consistently look at and do, which created the consistency of an actual ritual. I think that's what you were able to do. You know, so yeah, I, you know, I was disciplined. I was waking up and I was doing these things, but it wasn't like bing, 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 Monday, bing, 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 Tuesday, bing, 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 Wednesday. I think that's what really created it. And for those who know about like um, <laughs> TLC Tuesdays, Tender Love and Care Tuesdays, which is my self-love, day which is becoming like trending really it's trendy in my reality now like a lot of my friends and my family have started please tlc tuesday you know what i mean (laughs) people are taking part in that tlc tuesdays and that came from a rising ritual right which created a weekly schedule for Mm -hmm. me and that was inspired through you so that was one of the first things for sure and impactful of course I never realized. I didn't, I really didn't realize like your family took part in it. Like, wow, I feel like really honored. That's dope. Wow, I feel really honored. Um, that's so cool. You know what I loved about your ritual is like you like yeah I'm getting up every day at six o'clock. I do this. I'm doing that. I'm like yeah, but like you do certain things differently like Monday through Friday. And I one thing that I ended up teaching you that I think was a habit that helped that morning ritual was the five second rule. Do you remember what the five second rule is? Huh? No. So it's Mel. I think it's Mel Robbins. So she's a life coach as well. And it's like if you can, um, if it takes you five seconds to correct something, just do it. Or I think I'm explaining it wrong. Like say if um, it's like getting up every morning. Like okay, your alarm goes off at six o'clock, mm-hmm. and then you want to hit that snooze button, but instead you like all right. At five, four, three, two, one, just go actually do it. I think for you, I ingrained that into you. I'm like, it, just give yourself five seconds and go do the activity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll be popping out of bed now. Yeah. Yeah. I pop. You feel me? Like, maybe I do be saying five, four, three, two, one. Like, because literally, that was the one that was like, the minute your alarm closed off, I told him, I was like, do not go back to sleep. I don't even got an alarm no more. 
Really? Subconscious mind take care of that for me. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay, I still wake up to an alarm at 7.30 on certain dates. I'm not giving up my alarm yet. I, I know I can get up when the light is on, but sometimes I'll be getting up and it'll be 6.45. I'm like, oh, I need to go back to sleep for about like 34 more minutes. But um, no, I definitely taught you the five-second rule. I think that definitely helped you. Um, I taught you literally the science behind it. And I, I think the one thing that I loved is that I taught you how to break your habits, like the mm. negative habits. Yeah, for sure, man. So talk to me about that, like how I taught you how to break those negative habits. Um, accountability is is a, is a sure way of being aware that you even have negative habits. So I think that was the first place, like that was the foundational um, thing that you did for me. Another great thing that helped me break those bad habits was replacing those bad habits with good habits. So it was like, if you got 10 fingers and you're using eight of those fingers for bad habits, well, let's go put some good habits here to take up some of those bad habits. That way you won't even be focused on those things. So I think helping me replace those bad habits with good habits um, was one of the, the key components to me like breaking away from those bad habits. Yeah. I love teaching you habits. That's weird. Like, it was one of the more fun things that I got to teach. Yeah. But I did it in such a creative way that you didn't even realize it. It took you to tell me that you, like, you taught me basically habits. Mm -hmm. And then I definitely want you to tell, like, you know, the people's, what's your, like, weekly routine now that, like, you know, you tell, I know you still got that morning ritual and you be telling me about it even to the day, still fire. So definitely tell them what it is. I bet. So the Rise of Ritual goes like this, right? So every day, as far as I'm concerned, the first four hours of my day belongs to me. So if I have an income opportunity, it's something I'm committed to. Like if I start work at nine, well, best believe 4 a.m., 5 a.m., I'm waking up so that I can have the first four hours of my day to me. Now, in this Rise and Ritual, the first thing we're doing is meditating. Just want to just wake up and be in a meditative state. Think about who you are, where you are, be grateful and honor yourself. After that, I'm personally connected to spirituality, so I pray. So I say a song or I'll say a prayer in my heart. The third thing I'm going to do is some type of movement. I'm going to exercise, would that be take a walk? Mm -hmm. What that means, um, jog, do some squats, do some push-ups, like do some type of physical activity. When I'm done that, I don't know what type of audience this <laughs> is, but I take part in some herbal herbal <laughs> remedies that really help calm the vibes you know what i'm saying so whether that be tea um or just a, a, a sesh you know with myself you know that really helps and then the fourth thing is writing out what i want to manifest for the day you know like i actually create my day like mm -hmm. this is what's going to happen yes today. that was one of the yeah. great practices because i think like you had everything else like you already you like well i meditate five minutes during the morning i'm like but is that enough for you and mm -hmm. especially because you're such a spiritual person you were like i don't always feel like i'm energized for the day because by like two o'clock by three o'clock i'm tired i'm yeah. like well is that really helping you and you were like no mm -hmm. and like when you realize that you're like maybe i need to add 30 minutes and so i was like okay like yeah. you added 30 minutes and one day you came back and you're like so i do this for an hour now and i'm yeah. like i just be sitting and meditating for i'm like okay yeah. like whatever i think that if you're gonna meditate and you're gonna pray for an hour or whatever yeah. like make sure that you've designed your day where you're not late for everything else 
Because once you kind of put that snooze alarm in or once you're like, nah, I'm not going to do this and you change it, like it throws your entire day off. So like I always tell people that like if you have a morning ritual, ensure that there's nothing that breaks you out of it. And like even if you're broken out of it, the next day it's not a continuous cycle. Like make sure it is like a lifestyle for you because it takes 21 days to form a habit. Exactly. 30 days for it to really kind of get ingrained. 66 mm. days to break a habit and 90 days to make it a lifestyle. Exactly. So we made a lot of your habits into lifestyle exactly. routines. Exactly. Exactly. So um that's what I really like ingrained in your head because I'm like, if you want to do this, we're going to make this into a lifestyle choice. And so um, that's what I was definitely happy about when it came to your morning ritual. And I really like loved where I was like, so what are we going to do each day? Like every day there was an intention. Yeah. And like, I remember TLC Tuesdays, there was no work. He was like, I'm doing no work on TLC Tuesdays. And then I think it was Saturdays, you said the same thing. Saturdays, yeah. Yeah. Um, On Tuesdays and Saturdays, he's like, I'm not doing any work. But Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Sundays, you got me. And I was like, okay, so make sure, like, if you're going to work on your um, course, you're going to do it Monday. How long are you going to do it for? What else are you going to do during those Mondays? And, like, he even left time for like if things were happening in between that he didn't even plan for, which was so beneficial because you kind of didn't set yourself up for failure. Yeah, definitely got to leave some wiggle room. (laughs) I love to wiggle, so need some room for that. Yeah, so I was very grateful. Like you were very realistic. And like, I think I I always tell people when they're making goals. I think that's that self-awareness comes from a lot. Yes. So I think reality or realistic is just meeting reality where reality is. Like if this is where you are right now, be real with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you never ran a mile, you know what I'm saying? Today's not the day where you're going to run a mile every single day. You know, start with a quarter mile and work your way up. You know, and I think putting every single brick down little by little is what created the lifestyle, which is not... Now, I wasn't always waking up four hours before. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. You know what you I mean? You would wake up two hours before and you'd be like, I'm so tired. <laughs> we get to midway during the day and I'm just like, we'd have session like two, three o'clock. And you'd be like, yeah, I think I'm ready to go to sleep. Like, or I'm going to go take a walk. And I'm yeah. like, well, don't you have other things to do? And you're like, yeah, they're going to get done. And yeah. then in the beginning, you realize they didn't get done in the space and time that you wanted them done by. Exactly. So, Habits. Same. Habits really took care of that. One of my favorite quotes is, um, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You only fall to the level of your habits. Mm. So, like, building good habits is what's going to actually get you to the goal. Mm, I feel that. I feel that. And a lot of people, I think, they get it mixed up. They're thinking, like, I can have these goals. But your 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 habits shouldn't be centered around your goals. Your goals should be centered around your habits. Mm. And that's what, like, I've always tried to teach people. I'm like, you can have this amazing goal, but if you're making, once the goal is complete and then your habits go away, that means you weren't successful. Mm-hmm. Like, you're only as successful as your habits and routines. That's a fact. And I always encourage people, I'm like, create successful habits first because you can come in with any single last goal. I want to make a million dollars. I want to go, I want to get a car. I want to, you know, buy a house. But if you don't have the habits that are set in place prior, that goal is never going to matter. Because mm-hmm. it's very, you're going to work 10 times harder just to get it. Mm-hmm. You're going to constantly have to change and change and change and change. Because if you are already creating that habit, it's easy to get it. And you appreciate the journey a lot more too. Of course, I think so. 
I yeah. believe that. I know that. So, one of the last few questions we all get into today. How do you feel like the goal setting activities that I created for you were beneficial? So, the sign, the sign, signing sheets. <laughs> the um, weekly reflections, the four, the um, the goals, the goal assessment that I had you do, the CPD. Oh, I forgot. We we didn't even talk yeah. about the consistency, persistence, discipline quiz. We don't give them all away. You know what I'm saying. And so, then these, these, we'll share it all, so it yeah, makes sense. I mean, <laughs> they don't got the content out there. I have the content. Nice. It'll be in a workbook soon. Be out for that soon. Um, and then the four accountabilities worksheet, the four A's report card. How do you think that like really helped with your goal setting? Well, what I really appreciated again was the awareness that it was creating for me. So questions lead to more questions. Yeah. That's typically what happens and answers lead to more answers. So the reflection sheets that you gave me, the, the worksheets that you gave me, doing an actual activity that required me to ask questions about where I was and answer those questions helped me ask myself more questions, which revealed myself more to myself. So I was able to kind of find my true self along this process. So the worksheets just help navigate the, the thinking you know, because sometimes the thinking can be so jumbled up. Mm-hmm. But when you have like a, a reflection sheet or like actual directed focus questions on something that's important to you, it really clears things for you. So it was kind of like you organized my mind for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And as you can see, we in my uh, we in my humble mood. You know, everything organized, everything got a place and an order. You're not humble over here, though. This is fire. <laughs> it's a dope spot. <laughs> I'm like the organization queen. I'm like, you know, if I ever had to open up a side hustle outside of JWP, I definitely probably would do like a cleaning organization. Don't come through because I mean, I I suddenly have OCD, so that's another reason why like I really we need organizing. But um. Yeah, I'm really glad that I helped you organize your mind because I feel like a lot of people come to coaches or they come to therapists because their mind is all over the place. Mm. And it's like they have all these crowded thoughts. I'm like, where do they go? How are they like once they're organized, like are they helping you get somewhere? Do you need to like, you know, dispose of them? And I think for you, you had all these great ideas and these great thoughts, but they weren't in folders. They weren't in categories. Yeah. And like. You were very focused. You had it there, but it's just like you just needed that extra push to like sit down, write this out, make sure. Still creating that. <laughs> and of course, and I'm pretty sure you got a bunch of people because you said you created an accountability group for yourself. I did. So um, I definitely know that you probably got people holding you accountable, making sure that you. Yeah, some members in this room. Oh. But we out here having fun, man. Shout out to everybody who helped me help me. <laughs> of course, but I'm I'm glad I got to be part of the tribe. Me too. Me too. I'm definitely grateful for you. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the growth that you have. I'm grateful that you slowly but surely will be a part of the JWP too, but we can't disclose that just yet. Just yet. But um, you've done a lot of amazing things. You've done a lot within your community, and I'm very mm-hmm. proud of that. And you're going to continue to do those things because you've, you've got the tools. You always got, you know, Coach Joy in the background of, Keep you there and uh, make sure you get those goals up because, you know, I don't accept those in my 
in my circle. No failures on this side. Like, you can make mistakes that, like, you mistakes know. Mistakes are okay. Yeah, mistakes that, like, sometimes lead to failure is okay, but failures as a person, you don't do that over here. I will make sure that does not happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so grateful. Now, what is your favorite worksheet that I had you do? Or favorite quiz? The CD. CPD, really? Yeah. Consistency. Chris. Consistency, persistence, and discipline. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why? Why not? I like it. I like it. You know, rags is lit too. All of the. I, I mean, if if you want to talk about the aesthetics of the sheets, you know what I mean. Maybe the rags is the prettiest one. Um, however, in terms of me figuring out, yo, is it discipline that I'm lacking? Is it consistency that I'm lacking? Is it persistence that I'm lacking? Because they're all correlated, but they're mm -hmm. three different things, yeah. you know? So learning about like consistency is like, that's an area in my life that I really- You, I think we to have to focus on a lot focus on that on, one. You know what I mean? That's That's been the crux of my journey. Yeah. It's like, yo, he got it. But the consistency, like if, if this was what he was doing all of the time, he'd be like, yeah, you know, you know? And I'm grateful because I learned to have compassion for myself because there were still so many other things that I got to work on. So now consistency with you and with people around me that are patient with me and just love me for me, they realize that, yo, working on the consistency thing, man. Yeah. yeah. When you did the quiz, I don't want to share like all your scores. Yeah. You know, that's, that's HIPAA, but I noticed that we definitely, after sessions, would constantly be consistency and i think it definitely helped your self-discipline yeah. and did i help you actually change your your idea of self-discipline my idea of self-discipline because i think yes. a lot of people think self-discipline is negative but when you actually really think about self-discipline it's actually just a better version of loving yourself mm, for sure yes what you told me with self-discipline is how to set boundaries really yeah yeah. That's deep. Tell me about that. So you alluded to it a lot um, during our talk today about me having every single day themed. Mm -hmm. So Sunday is self-care Sunday. Mm -hmm. Monday is motivation Monday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday is TLC Tuesdays. Wednesday is win Wednesday. And win is an acronym for wealth, intelligence, and nutrition. Thursday is thankful Thursdays. Friday is Family Friday, fun Friday, you know, I, I leave space for me to just be with my family, have fun. And Saturday is Sabbath, you know, I'm just like shutting everything down mm -hmm. and just connecting with myself, you know? So I think that theme, that framework creates boundaries. It was TLC Tuesdays, boss. <laughs> you feel me? Don't hit me up today. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, I know. Right like on Tuesday, he's like, Coach Joy, I can't answer the phone. So everything has to be scheduled on a Wednesday for word, the following day. Where Tuesdays, like, that, that's super sacred for me, you know, and those boundaries help because it's like I'm worth it, you know, it's like making me feel like I'm valuable enough. I'm not just giving myself to everything and everybody. I'm not being pulled in a whole bunch of different directions. I'm setting time slots for me, energetic slots for me. Who's filling this slot? Me, right? And those boundaries create a very, very, very deep seated self-love. Mm, I'm so grateful I got to do that for you. Me too. I'm so grateful. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Coach Keys? What you got coming up? Or, you know, we can't spill sure. everything. We can't spill sure. everything. For sure. Um, first things first is 
love yourself. <laughs> Everybody who's watching this, love yourself, appreciate yourself. My acronym for self-love is social emotional learning frequency for living on valued energy. Wow. That's my acronym for self-love. So recognizing the importance of self-love and recognizing the importance of you is the game changer that you're looking for because you got all that you need to succeed already. I need you to repeat that acronym one more time. I don't think they heard that one. Gosh. Self-love. Social emotional learning frequency for living on valued energy. Mm. Love is living on valued energy. Mm. Self is a social emotional learning frequency. We're mm. always learning. We are frequency. We are vibration. We're social emotional beings. Yes. You know, so connecting with that is what I would just want to share with everybody. You know, like everyone share it all. Like that's it right there. That's the key. Is the key is truly self-love. You are truly the key that you're looking for. That's I am Coach Keys. Thank you for that. That was that was deep. Got anything else you want to share? Like you know, we can't drive like projects and stuff. Future projects. Definitely tell them where they can get your book. And tell them about your book a little bit. Okay. So I, I, I got an awesome book called How to Self-Love for the Black Millennial. And it talks about how to self-love for anyone, really. But I really wanted to bring this out to people who look and feel like me because I see the disparity that that exists amongst my brothers and my sisters. You know, there's a lot of fighting, a lot of um, self-doubt that has obviously been conditioned in us and trained in us. Mm -hmm. So I think breaking the mold of saying like, yo, this self-love book is for you. Yeah. Because they feel like a lot of stuff isn't for us. Mm -hmm. That's why when you hashtag meditation, you're going to see a monk. Mm -hmm. Or if you hashtag wellness, you're going to see matcha tea or like yoga mats. Yeah. That's not what wellness is about. This yeah. is wellness. Yeah. This is about, this is what meditation feels like. Mm -hmm. This is communion, fellowship with other people. Yeah. So that's what that book is, is really centered around. Um, in the book, we talk about affirmations. There are affirmations that you can use. There are also some real cool songs and practices and activities that a person can utilize to actually ingrain positivity into themselves. And then there's a cool snippet where I talk about numerology. And mm. really it's like numbers and the importance of numbers as we regulate our reality. So the book talks a little bit about numbers too. So mm. it's cool. And I have the copy and I love it. Mm. And, you know, we can't discuss where it's going to be at on the JWT website. <laughs> we can't get to that yet. Soon Definitely. to come, soon Definitely. to come. Definitely. But yes, thank you for coming. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. I appreciate you. Oh, last thing is if you would like to support me, I think the best way to do that is by supporting her. All right. Thank so you. please like, subscribe. Yes. Um, whatever, whatever it takes. Share this podcast. Share this podcast. You know, you could definitely find me through her. If not, you can, you can check me on IG at I am Coach Keys, or you could email me at coachkeys at instinctinspiration.com. Those are the two platforms where people typically communicate with me. So if you want to ask me any questions about self-love if you want to ask me questions about anxiety also if you want to talk about just like spiritual practices about how you could be better how you could feel better how you can have more energy be more inspired to finding your purpose and your calling i got some some tips and tools that we could some keys that we can talk about so mm -hmm, yeah that's yes. it I'm, I'm happy i'm just happy to be here thank you coach keys for coming hey, you had to be my first George. episode you know you had to you know you had... Insert some music right here. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I appreciate it. And guys, thank you for tuning in for our first ever episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, leave us, you know, a review. Um, we are on Instagram at joyfulwellness underscore. Also on Twitter at joyfulwellness underscore. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash JW Project LLC. You can also find us soon on our website. It will be up probably mid-June. So if you're listening to this in early, you know, early June of 2021, we will be up, I'm gonna say, mm, I don't wanna give a date. Cause I don't wanna, I don't wanna just like make sure everything's concrete and sealed, but it'll be JW, jwpcoach.com yeah i changed it there's so many changes i came with that changes um and yeah and if you want to email me um you can find me at info at jwpcoach.com once again thank you coach keys for coming on and this is the share it all podcast we look forward to seeing you next episode check out i will have will nicholson coming on and we will be discussing so much with that episode (laughs) stay tuned see you guys